0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is
1: Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Friday... March 29th, we do not usually record the show on a Friday, uh, which is very inconvenient for several of my sisters, because I'm the one who usually forces us to do this on the weekend, but good Friday, everyone had today off, I'm Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, and I am joined on the line by Julie Dolan in Dallas, how are you Julie?
0: good to be with you Liz as well as Leon and Sheila.
2: Yeah so Leon and Sheila Leon you're at home in Pasadena all hey. good there you posted some lovely pictures this week uh, this week Leon of things happening in your garden.
3: Oh my gosh I mean we came back from New York last week It is unbelievable how beautiful my backyard looks. I'm just going to say it, because it's just, it's not like I I personally had anything to do with the wisteria. It's spectacular,
1: spectacular.
2: You spend a lot of time working back there. And Sheila, are you on spring break this week? You're a third grade teacher, but you're off this week, right?
1: I am off this week and next week, sisters. I don't want to, you know, gloat, but I'm very happy about that. Okay.
2: All right. So you're enjoying yourself so far? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well... Listeners, you know that last weekend the reason we were not here recording a show is because we were all in Connecticut together for our father's funeral. Uh, He died in February, on February 11th, but we had delayed his funeral a little bit because we felt like we needed a little bit more time as a family to, like, ourselves together and get it organized and we did and you know i don't know about you guys but i found it very comforting to be together and really just a beautiful weekend
0: i totally agree liz you know i think someone said to me and i know it's true that when you lose your parents you you become a different person um and i had that sensation i had that feeling for the last several weeks of just kind of floating around and somehow being with so many family members and dear friends and in the place that we grew up, I found it incredibly grounding to just be with people that, like all of our cousins, that were always with us at Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas holidays and that we were vi- visiting familiar places and we were, you know, driving on familiar roads. And I, I think all of that has re- really helped um, um, as much as it can.
3: Yeah, I agree, Julie. It was an exhausting weekend, sort of emotionally and physically, but very satisfying.
1: Still yeah. sad, though, when I got home. Still sad. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, me too. yeah. Yes, for me, it provided, you know, closure in a sense. And, you know, again, we're all still sad, but it was, um, it was a beautiful, beautiful service for our dad.
0: You yeah, know? it
1: was. I came home and I thought, oh, you know, you know how
0: you have the, these kind of crazy thoughts. I said, oh, I want to call mom and tell her how nice it was. You know, I mean, that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Julie, I had that same thought. Isn't that crazy? It's the craziest kind of magical thinking, and something like that happens to me almost every day, where I think to myself, oh, I can't call mom, and then I think to myself, I'm going to call anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What what is that? I I don't even understand what that is, but I think mom would have enjoyed hearing a report of that ceremony. Yes. yes, yes. I'm sure she was watching and listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So – but Sheila, how did you get home from the funeral? Because uh, oh, the last I saw, well, of you, you I were taking off. In a know, car. So I just want to. S- What's that, Jewel? The last I saw of you, you were taking your plans were to take off in a car with Monica. So that <laughs> which is always
2: alarming.
1: <laughs> My gosh, girls! I mean, having that red Jetta from Hertz was a blessing and a curse. In Sorry. what way? I mean, first of all, I just want to admit that that was the first time as an adult I've ever rented a car. (laughs) (laughs) Really? How how is that possible? And, you know, I made the reservation. You know, Monica has a plan. Whenever she goes out of town. Yes. Yes. She has everything carefully orchestrated. So she said, we have to get a car because I want to go into New York one day, just the two of us. And walk around. I felt like saying, I did that for 20 years. I mean, <laughs> I when, when you lived really in New York, need, yes. So, yeah, I don't need to go into New York, but I did it. So I just want to say we split the cost of the Hertz, uh, but I did 100% of the driving. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was a little surprised when I heard that you were driving from, from JFK out to Connecticut. I, again, I, I didn't know how familiar you were with the roads, Sheila.
3: That's surprising. You know me.
1: what? I've been living in California for eleven years, ladies. I know how to drive now. And <laughs> yes, I'm not you afraid. Do. Yeah, yes. Yeah.
3: And Monica is a very slow driver. You made
1: the yes. correct call. I think I did, Leon. Yes, and, correct call. Um so I you know, I just wanna say that getting into New York with Monica. I think should be a separate podcast at some point. <laughs> we, I just want to say, it was sort of like the Hangover too without the drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I mean, what we experienced getting, I just want to say, on Bruckner Boulevard, um, as Jimmy Breslin, the great writer, used to say, nothing good ever happens on Bruckner Boulevard. <laughs> well, we lived to tell the tale. Oh, <laughs> for those of you who are
3: not from the New York area, it's just New York is not a driver-friendly town. No. They don't want you to take your cars into Manhattan or really any of the outer boroughs. The streets are really old. They're pothole-filled. They're poorly marked. They're like freeways from the 19th century. <laughs> uh, it's just—and exactly. as kids, we never, ever drove into the city. We always took the train. You just always took the train in. So even though we grew up in that area— I have never driven in Manhattan in my whole life.
1: Well, I had a lot of fun, I must say, but that harrowing trip into New York with our brother Jim's directions, again, another day, another time. But <laughs> I made it to the airport safely by myself and in the Red Jetta, and, you know, returning the car it hurts. it was sort of reminiscent of, like, you know, my high school graduation and other important milestones where I always felt like, um, oh, I'm two shorts credit and two two credits short of graduating. Like I just knew when I dropped that car off, they were going to nail me for something. <laughs> like what? I, had I you, don't know. I had got you a banged sense it up? I got a sense that something was going to happen, but boom, I I rolled that car right into the drop-off center and they were like, "You can go now." And I was still thought I was going to be like found out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So I went over to the counter where there were 19 people not working. And I showed them my uh, contract. I said, is there anything like I need to do at this point? And they all looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, no, just get on your plane. I mean, everything is done. I said, okay. I sneaked away like I had really done something wrong.
0: Well, there's definitely another story there, Sheila. You sound just a little bit guilty about things.
1: Yeah, I was totally guilty, but um, I got on the plane. I watched Silver Linings Playbook three times. (laughs) (laughs) And by the third time, I was convinced that Jennifer Lawrence, you know what? She did a good job. Okay.
2: (laughs) But it it took you three tries before you came around?
1: Yes. Um, So I am back in L.A. and enjoying my spring break, which I really needed. Uh, So, Leon, I'm back to my swimming routine.
3: It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Liam's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Mm-hmm. Pros isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to com and use code Sisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. I know. I've seen you drive by a couple times. She doesn't stop or anything. She
1: just goes straight past me down to the Rose Bowl pool. Right. And I have to get in those laps. But, you know, there's a lot going on at the pool. Um, there is something going on. There are two, I guess diving is the new thing on TV. Maybe, Liz, you could shed some light on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's real. I think saying it's the new thing
2: is a little grandiose. <laughs> you're di- so you're the, that one show that's on, that celebrity diving thing called Splash, they're actually doing that from your Rose Bowl pool, right?
1: They're filming uh segments for the show and I know I've seen Greg Luganis uh-huh. every day. Uh-huh. He wears a bathrobe, um and they have you know, cameras, lights, producers, directors. But the other day was just stunning. I was doing my kicking in the warm pool, Leanne. Ooh and nice. uh I saw this figure up on the diving tower and there's a great, you know, diving pool at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And who do I see? in a full-body wetsuit, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Now that's a sight, Sheila. I mean, trying to dive. It, it was just
0: hysterical. Well, diving so, is incredibly dangerous. thats the, I don't even know how they got those celebrities, other than I guess they paid them a lot of money and made themselves a lot of... Insurance claims, Uh, but it's such a dive. It's such a serious and risky sport. I'm surprised they found amateurs, celebrities that would be willing to do that. So I agree,
1: Jewel. Yeah, no. I'm. I was totally entertained during my swim, which is good because I don't want to be bored. But Kareem was up there, and boy, what a sight! What a sight! Have you been tempted to watch
2: the show at all? Did you? uh, Not at all. No. No.
1: No, but, uh, you know, you get the sense when you see Kareem and you're swimming outdoors in, you know, in the middle of uh, March, you know, well, I'm definitely back in L.A. You know, yeah. this is L.A.
2: <laughs> Anything could happen.
1: And that's right, Liz. So I am back and uh, I live to tell the tale.
0: That's good. Well, the sisters, on my trip home, I, I felt like I was transported into an alternative universe, uh, um, my husband and I uh, went into Brooklyn to uh, spend some time with our son, Will, and his wife, Lauren, and we, uh, we do what we always do. We stayed at the Brooklyn Marriott, which I feel like is one of the great travel surprises out there that you have a very nice hotel room. You can see the Brooklyn Bridge, the Statue of Liberty. You can l- see lower Manhattan and you and you don't have to pay the price of a New York hotel room. So that's always good, my, good travel tip, Joel. Always my travel tip. And it's as convenient as staying in many places in New York. So we have stayed there many times. And so we rolled into the Brooklyn Marriott and came up to the registration desk. And there was something, something was about. They were having a convention. There were a lot of guys um, and some some women, but it was mainly guys. And they were dressed- in costumes um and Excellent. some uh some had wings they were multicolored some were dressed up as like sort of s- soldier guys or i i don't know what they were but we, it was it was some kind of i uh, you know we thought it was a comic convention that was going on but there were definitely th- I don't know if you. I guess that this is what people do when they go to comic conventions. They dress up like their. Right,
2: the- right. I've been to Comic Con the last three years, so as you were describing that, I was thinking, oh, it's your your Game of Thrones crowd or your Star Wars crowd okay. or something okay. like that.
0: Well, here's something new that I, I have not heard of. This was uh, called Brony Con. Have you heard of this? No, no, no. Really. this is for bronies, okay? And bronies is a word that's made up of bros for men, yeah, and ponies.
2: <gasps> you know what? Okay, I have heard of this. These are the these are the grown men who are into My Little Pony.
0: Yes, indeed, Liz. This is the convention, the BronyCon, uh, and it was the whole place was filmed. Oh, I love it.
3: I'm
0: disturbed by it, yeah. Yes, yes, you should be, Leanne, because these are men who, like My Little Pony, uh, Friendship is Magic. Okay, that's, uh, there's the new genre of it, and this is, I mean, we had no idea, but then we went (laughs) with our son, Will, and and Lauren, and of course, Will, because he knows everything. Yeah. You know, as we described who, you know, the people that we were seeing in the lobby, he said, oh, I think those are bronies. And (laughs) indeed, it was a brony con.
1: That's (laughs) fantastic.
0: No, it's not fantastic. I don't know. I don't know. I think this is the part of the internet that you just don't want to go to, I, I, I did go to Wikipedia. I've done a lot of research now on bronies. And these are fans that are, um, it's part of some new sincerity trend, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Uh, these are- <laughs> Which is
2: always 100% correct. Yes, so, so sincerity is a trend? I yes. hadn't really noticed that, but maybe and that's this, a good development.
0: And this is an, a reaction to all the terrorism and strife that's out there. That this is an outlet for men, okay, uh, to dress up like My Little Pony and uh, to have My Little Pony accessories, and uh, and this is
3: like a straight male phenomenon.
0: Uh, yes, I, there were some women there, but it seems to be it's mainly men. Yes, yeah, right. mainly men. So. Straight
3: men. I mean, it's straight men. It's not. This is mainly straight men, as I understand. I, so. I, I, The
0: whole world of bronies is new to me.
3: That's not like I want to get any more
0: involved with any of the bronies. Because I think it's the tip of the dark side of the Internet. That's where I think that's where I think. Bro- bronies and the BronyCon uh, that lips. loops.
2: Yeah, um, but- yeah, that's interesting because you kind of have to debate: Were these Bronies like out there living a solitary life, just in their <laughs> own in their own Bronyhood, and they didn't know there were other Bronies out there? And the internet brought them together, which is yep. a good thing. Or does yep. the internet? create the phenomenon of people deciding to opt in to being a brony? Yes. I mean, either way, what, they can do whatever they want, but is it the kind of thing that you would even admit to your non-brony friends that you are into?
0: Right. I mean, that you're carrying a My Little Pony, like a uh, backpack, you know? And... <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't know. Ruth grew up with the ponies and they always, you know, Sent a positive message well, about her friendship. She friend. was a
2: ten-year-old girl.
0: <laughs> <laughs> these are these are men that I don't think leave their apartments except for to come to the Brooklyn Marriott BronyCon. So that, that, so that's who was at the hotel with. With Trum and me, okay. okay. So uh, all
2: right, Jewel.
0: I, I was afraid to get in the elevator. That's uh, that's what I have to tell you. Oh, come so,
2: on! You can't. They, it doesn't seem like they would be physically threatening. No. anyway. Men no. no. wearing wings. I think you're. I think you're safe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So now you're home for Easter, and What's What's up with okay, your so, clue for Easter?
0: Well, you know, because it's Easter, it's time to dye eggs, and. Mm. Um, and I have a, a regular babysitting um, gig on Friday mornings with my grandchildren. Well, well usually with, with just Benjamin, but Alice as well today because th- she had the day off from school. So I was like, okay, good. Well, we can just dye eggs because that will take a while. So <laughs> and I went to the store early this morning, got the eggs, I boiled them, got the little paws kit and, you know, made them dye Seven minutes—that <laughs> to dye twelve eggs. Just, in my mind, when we were young, it seemed like we were sitting around that. I day know, day, dying eggs for hours. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it yeah. Take for hours, seven minutes, and that's <laughs> putting stickers on the eggs after they were dyed, but they were just—is uh, was it—is it just? I don't remember
3: it as being a very fast. Task or... <laughs> well, I think the actual egg dyes are better, so oh. you don't you don't actually have to leave the eggs in as long, right? And the the kids they just stick them in one color, like they're not interested in Martha Stewarting up the eggs. They just <laughs> dunk them in a color, dunk them in another color, and they're done. And then they're like another egg, like there's no artistry to their work. Brown. Yeah,
0: tried. We tried the two tones, we tried a little tie dye, anything to stretch it out there. Right, yeah,
2: right. It. Also, yeah. I feel like we would put it put our eggs in so many different colors that they all turned out that same kind of brown color.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. you know? Ultimately, of... they were all just sort of this blah muddy color from having been in every dunk tank.
0: Yes, that's correct. But uh, so and So as what did
1: you do? What did you do I after did, the eggs were dyed?
0: We had so we had some more playtime. Sheila, we went outside. We climbed some trees. We we had a very nice morning. But I was I was just shocked at like how
3: fast um, that task went. You know, and it's so much set up and work and so messy. Which is yeah. I, I find true of most arts and crafts, which is why I really did not encourage arts and crafts <laughs> with my kids.
2: Do you remember the years when Dad would try to have us make those Ukrainian Easter eggs <laughs> with that them. that involved melting the wax and making but, the actually. pattern with the wax on the egg, mm-hmm. and then dyeing it, and then scraping off the, the the wax, and then you get the other color. We were so bad at that, but that mm-hmm. there were there were several years where we were heavily engaged in that Ukrainian <laughs> right Ukrainian style. Maybe that's
0: why it took so long (laughs) that could be it maybe next year ukrainian easter eggs that's (laughs) doing okay
2: (laughs) well okay speaking of easter things that maybe are not worth the time there was a story in the paper today about or a recipe really about how to make your own peeps and i just thought really isn't isn't the whole point of peeps it's like it's like making your own Oreos. It's like, why, I mean, why right, would you, right. Why would you, I know that I am not the queen of homemade anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm more skeptical of like going to all the effort than most people. But like, would you, Leah? you make a lot of stuff from scratch in your home. Have you ever been tempted to make your own peeps?
3: No. And I, this is first of all, making your own marshmallows. Like I didn't know you could, but that is a whole thing now making your own marshmallows. Liz. Oh, it is? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. No, that's a whole, I mean, at confectioner stores, you can buy homemade marshmallows and they do taste fantastic. But no, peeps are meant to taste bad. They're meant to taste manufactured, Yeah. you know, they're bright pink. Uh, So, no, I wouldn't. I made some cupcakes this morning. Yeah,
1: Don't you have to make them with chemicals? I mean, aren't they basically
3: (laughs) all chemicals anyway? Well, peeps are, but real homemade marshmallows, I believe, are just like egg whites and sugar. Don't, don't quote me on that. Uh, Get
0: get to work on that.
3: Get to work. Stop whipping them up.
2: It's in in today's paper. You can check it out.
3: But you actually made cupcakes this morning, Leah. Yeah, I don't know. I I know. Well, I bought the frosting, so don't get excited. I was lured in yesterday at the grocery store by the key lime frosting at the end of the aisle.
1: Mm. Oh, your son son
3: Brooks loves that. They love key lime, the taste of key lime. So I thought, well, I'll never be able to make a key lime pie, but I can at least whip up some cupcakes. And they've already downed a few this morning. I I
0: will be very nice for the easter holiday yeah. nice color so good good work liam okay
3: and you know what else we've already done this morning uh what? very efficient here we have discovered an old tv friend and the tv friend is like new now to me and i'm so excited i'm happy to announce that my son brooks in his second semester of his senior year has discovered law and order
1: and oh that's um, oh that's so. whisper, oh, that- Five years of, of viewing—it's solid because I mean, we
3: have been through every NCIS. You know, we were <laughs> we were we were doing two or three NCIS episodes a day. We were squeezing that in in and around our regular schedule. And uh, uh, he started taping Law and Order. Like he happened to catch one, too lazy to change the channel, and the next right. thing you know, he's enjoying uh, Law and Order. And I've um, never
0: watched it before.
3: You guys never had it on. So. No, no, oh, good, good. It is literally brand new to him. But here's. Here's the astonishing thing, Julie. like I feel like I was a solid law and order fan for a decade. but yes. the show's been on for two decades. so <laughs> so it's still new to you. It's new to me. Mm-hmm. There are entire teams of cops and lawyers yes. that I didn't even know existed. like yes. just Jesse L. Martin had like six partners. I mean I, I had no idea. <laughs> I thought it was like Briscoe and Curtis, and I, I think I dropped out right around there. So
1: it's fascinating. Plus, it's a whole history. It's a history lesson because they're ripped from the headlines, Leanne. Sheila, exactly. You know, it is, it is. It is It is cultural. It's
3: history. It's anthropological. And it's just, yes. an, it's just an acting and writing tour de force. And you never know who's going to pop up in the guest roles, who then, a decade later, went on to become a real star. So I have to say, we are just enjoying our five to six episodes of Law and Order a day. I know. <laughs> now, are you doing the SVU uh, series as well? or? I have to say, we started to tape that. Uh, I've never watched that. And that is just too depressing for me. I I agree, Leanne. I I think that you can't... It's too dark. Yep. 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 I, I murder, I'm fine with. Uh, the SUV stuff, it's too dark. So, um, it's just exciting to know what Brooks will be doing for the rest of his high school career, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Be Probably famous. entirely through college. That's true. Yeah. You need one f- solid show to get you through college.
3: It's a fantastic way to to offset senior slump. Is just to absorb um, twenty years of law and Order. So that's exciting. Mm.
2: You know, it's funny you mention Jesse L. Martin because last night I have to admit I was catching up on two episodes of Smash, which I know I'm the only person in America who actually watches that oh, show. No, no, I
3: watch it, Liz. I you watch do? it like a freaking train wreck. I watch it. <laughs> Because Jesse L. Martin, all of a sudden on that,
2: I was like, where have you been, Jesse L. Martin? And now he's on Smash, which I don't think is good for his career, but I was very happy to see him on that show.
3: OK, here's my analysis of Smash, because I, I this is the show. It's about the making of a Broadway musical. It has, like, the most astounding list of executive producers, including Steven Spielberg, and this crazy list of people starring in it now. Uh, Deborah Messing, Jennifer Hudson, Jesse L. Martin, Angela, whatever her name is.
2: Angel- Angelica Houston. <laughs> I was going to say Angelique <laughs> Angel- Jolie. <Yes>. Jolie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure Jolie's going to turn up at any point, yes. <laughs>
3: Sign up today at ButcherBox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. Because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. You know, so, but it, it is horrible. I mean, you just, every, when they're singing, it's good. When they're talking, it's bad.
0: Yes, yes. That's, you're right. Well, that's what is review, that? Man. That's a very good, it's a concise review.
3: Yes. It's The problem is they're doing a show about the making of a musical, so when they're doing the musical, it's good. But when they're doing the talking, it still sounds like bad musical dialogue. Like they...
2: Right. They, they don't switch like, into TV show mode.
3: No. They just haven't. And so the characters are idiotic, and yet they are mesmerizing. I cannot stop watching. <laughs> But I I think we're not going to have a choice because I think it will be canceled, Liz. I think it's Um,
2: going away. Yeah, I thought nothing could be worse than Smash until I saw Splash, Sheila's (laughs) new show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I don't even need to watch it. I know it's bad.
3: Okay, and then one other TV story that i have delighted in this week, um, because I am an avid viewer of morning television. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does get me, starts my day. For many years, I watched the Today Show. I loved Katie Couric, and then this guy named Matt Lauer showed up, and that was the end of that for me. I was quickly onto him that he was... Not very good at his job. Um but apparently it's taken America quite a while to catch up to my announcements. <laughs> so what, specifically, what's your beef with him? I mean you say he's not you don't think he does a good job interviewing or yeah, you I do- think he here's what I think about Matt Lauer. I think the minute the camera goes off, he goes to play golf. Like I don't think he has one iota of intellectual curiosity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think Every interview he did for, say, the first five years of his career was like scripted to the word because he had no idea what he was talking about. Okay. That's, what I you know, and I, I consider him to be the luckiest man on television. Okay. <laughs> so. but, but, but many people love him until until now. There does appear to be a little bit of a
2: Matt backlash
3: going on. It's fantastic, Liz. I'm so excited because there was a giant like cover story in a, was it New York Magazine? Yeah. It, like blew the lid off, like what actually happened to Ann Curry and oh, that whole debacle and Matt stabbed her in the back and oh, then Savannah Guthrie shows up and the blame is squarely on Matt. And like yeah. this week he had to apologize. This is the best. He actually one of the people quoted in the article was like this intern from 1997 okay just anybody in America think back yes of course you were mean to the intern in 1997 (laughs) we we are all guilty no matter what we did for a living but this intern like said oh Matt wasn't nice to me so poor Matt Lauer, I feel do feel sorry that he is reduced to apologizing to interns <laughs> from nineteen ninety-seven via Twitter.
0: But he makes twenty-five million dollars. So that's right. That's so come. unfair.
3: I know, it's incredible. He that's why I call him the luckiest man on television. Because we know he really just wants to be on the golf course. Right? He's just not curious about anybody or anything. So I am enjoying his public demise. <laughs> mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And so if, if they, they were talking about moving Anderson Cooper into that slot, how would you feel about that? Would you go back to the today show or have you so moved on from the today show that there's no going back?
3: I can oh, I can't go back. No. Okay. Then there's the weatherman situation. So let's well, not even.
2: So where have you gone to? Because you can't go to Good Morning America. That's all about Dancing with the Stars
3: rejects it is. now. It is. It's so sad to me because I was very loyal to, to ABC, our former network, and I enjoyed during the presidential race, I, thought, I think George Stephanopoulos does a good job and Jack, uh, Jake Tapper, and he's gone now. So now I've moved over to the CBS morning show with, um, with Gail King. It's actual news. They don't talk about reality television or Honey Boo Boo at all. I enjoy it. So I would just encourage people to check that out. Julie, I encouraged yes. you.
0: Yes, I and I actually tried it this morning. I was sort of a holiday morning, so I, I turned it on because because there wasn't anything else on the other news, alleged news networks. So, uh, Yes, Leon, and, and, and I got some news. I was I was happy to see that uh, they had a big story about North Korea. They were covering, you know, various events in South Africa. So yes, news,
3: actual news on CBS. But, There's my tip because right, it was the morning that GMA had Charlie Sheen co-host for an hour, and that, that was like, it. that was that, your, was, that like, was the final I'm, blow. I, it was the final blow. I'm like jump I'm the out. shark. I know. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. So, I, all in all, it's been an enjoyable television week for me.
2: <laughs> well, in oh, more TV news, um, I was kind of sad. Even though I have not been watching Dancing with the Stars at all this season, I was sad to see that Dorothy Hamill had to withdraw due to injury. Because <laughs> she's just someone that you naturally root for. Don't you think? Like, yeah. How could you not want Dorothy Hamill to do
0: well? So, I, I don't know how she got an injury. She's a real athlete. She should have been... I I was I was very disappointed that yeah. she's off the show yeah she would have been good. She would have made it to the later rounds, no doubt.
2: Yeah, she seemed to be disappointed too, Julie, but oh well. (laughs) uh, But good news in the Who's Out department is um, not that she hasn't had a stellar career, but Barbara Walters has announced that she is retiring. Uh, I was hoping it would be sooner, but it's actually June of 2014, so it's a long goodbye, (laughs) which is going to get really painful there, don't you? think? Like how many many goodbye shows we're going to have to see for Barbara Walters, but obviously storied career, like she's done an amazing job for a really long time, but it brings us back to the whole issue of the view. Yeah. And I know this came up on Satellite Sisters a couple weeks ago Leon when you were not here but we talked about you in absentia because Sheila you felt like now was the time for Leon to get a slot on the view
1: right Absolutely I called it early Leon I've been your biggest fan I can do some marketing whatever you need me to do you need to be on that round table you you need you could lead the roundtable, Leanne. Mm-hmm. That's that's your job. You need those to are, do it. Those are all true statements,
3: but I I just mm-hmm. I feel like I'm too uh, yeah. There's okay, a lot well, about that that I'm suspicious of in terms of me and the view. But I do appreciate the groundswell of support from well, you.
1: You're too busy watching morning television, so much beyond morning television. I have so much Law and Order to watch now. We have, now we
0: have a wedge, you understand, we have two positions. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah, this is why I think it's a much bigger issue now. Before, we were just angling to get Lee in a slot. Yeah. Now they pretty much have to reinvent the whole darn show. Right, because, right. like, two-thirds or three-quarters or three-fifths, I don't know how many people are on that show anymore. I haven't seen it in a while. But they're they are all leaving. So I think it's the time for them to, like, completely switch formats and go to a format that I would call, like, uh, Satellite Sisters. <laughs>
0: yes. Brilliant! Aren't you a TV executive? Uh, yeah, yeah. Good it, job! It, but instead
2: of just substituting one person and then another person and trying right. to roll in these fake, real people who are not really real? Because if they were real, why would they be on TV? All of that. And uh, I think just like out with the old, well, in with the new, and we would be new on TV. We've got old
3: new, old new. Uh, Out with the old, in with the old.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just, I know we have listeners who have been on the view mes- message boards promoting Leon's candidacy mm-hmm. so if you want to write to us or on our own <laughs> Facebook page, go to the satellite sisters group on Facebook any suggestions you have about how to really increase the groundswell <laughs> uh, so that it's we convinced ABC somehow to just get rid of that whole format and go to a fresher yes. format like satellite sisters yeah um, and if you could okay. all do
1: it do it quickly because I'd like to remove my bulletin board materials forever. <laughs> (laughs) I'd like to just not have to redo bulletin boards again for the rest of my life.
3: Thank you. you. Here's the thing. Here's what we need, though. We really need um, some sisters-in-law that fill the Latina and the African-American slot. That's all right. Okay. All right. We we need to get to work on that somehow. So uh, that's our problem now, mm-hmm. and understandably so. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a son, an eighteen-year-old son. What's oh, your yeah.
0: plan? There you go.
3: My sons are married off. Married off. I know. Off. Ash, I know. That's a darn shame. Uh, I married lovely women, but uh, <laughs> so we need we need to. I would say energize our demographic. Okay. <laughs>
2: The base is not going to get us far enough. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we need yeah. the the satellite sisters' big tent, as they would say in politics. It is. It is the
3: problem with being actual sisters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can't cover that much ground demographically.
2: Um, okay, Lee, we did want to get the latest from you on what you are actually doing workwise, which is your new novel, Elizabeth the First Wife, comes out May eighth, right?
3: Comes out May 8th, sisters, and I had a real scare this week with some Achilles tendonitis. <laughs> that, I, I don't know if you noticed, I was limping at the funeral a little bit. Did uh, I? I thought it was just oh. my, ba- my, you know, trick ankle. And, um, <laughs> turns out I had some Achilles tendinitis. So, so by Tuesday, I was crippled. I could barely walk. And I thought, this is really going to put a crimp in my book tour. Um, preparations as I, you know, mm-hmm. get, getting in shape and everything. But the good news is it, it appears to be clearing up very quickly. I'm doing what my yoga teacher told me to do because she's as good as a doctor. So um, <laughs> so okay. I'm icing, I'm elevating, I'm resting. I And I can say I've improved a thousand percent. So whew, that was a close call because I'm going to a lot of spots and uh, it's exciting. The book comes out May 8th officially. But I will be doing, if you're in Los Angeles or thinking about coming to the Los Angeles Times Festival of Books, which is the largest book festival in the country, I'm going to be doing a sneak peek signing. First of all, I like just saying sneak peek signing. Um, and that's Saturday, April 20th. And all my events are up at my leandolan.com, and you can like my author page on Facebook, and I will just, I will be reposting my schedule. But just that's a head up, heads up, if you're in the LA area, I'm just free to announce that now. I'll be at the Los Angeles uh, Festival of Books, April 20th, signing from 1 to 2. Very excited about that. And then May 8th at Fromans in Pasadena, I think I've locked Sheila in, Liz. I I know I haven't sent you the date yet, but
2: okay. Well, I consider myself sent now. It's May. Okay, 8th. if okay. you're around, All right,
3: sure, love to have you. And I, then I, I, I'm working I, on an appearance in Northern New Jersey. Uh, I'll be in Connecticut and Westport in uh, in June. I'm going to be out on Long Island uh, in the on the North Fork of Long Island uh, also in June, and then we are headed. Uh, to ashland bend and portland in late june so i know now i'm getting really excited you know that's <laughs> and nervous and um i slightly panicked and i did I, I did try desperately a friend of mine you know how all my friends sell clothes in their house you know <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> wait, wait I, I just have a lot of friends that sell clothing in their living room once a year and so I went and I tried on a series of ill-fitting, unflattering dresses. Holly <laughs> well, and I should have been with you. I didn't I didn't buy any of Down from it. It was so it was hard not to because my friend is a very good salesperson and she kept saying, "Don't look at the size. All you need is Spanx," which no, that's not all I need. <laughs> that is that is not true.
1: Well, Uh, all you need right now is to keep wearing the therapeutic bunion shoes indoors, Lian. I know. That's it. To keep everything good down there with the Achilles. Yes.
3: And Liz, you know, shockingly, I think it was just a cavalier attitude towards my footwear. I I, See? I (laughs) I, I did not have, like, real sneakers on, or I was walking in sort of fashion sneakers that were maybe a couple years too old, because I've been traveling (laughs) a lot. Fashion sneakers. Yeah. So... So, I'm, I'm trying to get in shape and get in gear because this is it. It's really starting Monday. Whew, I got a lot going on.
2: Right. You need the molded footbed, Lian.
3: Uh, Liz, I ordered a couple new pairs of sneaks, and so <laughs> I will be good to go. And I told Sheila I'm going to get another pair of those European comfort shoes and try to ride We love up. those. Oh, yes. And we do. I know. So. Well, one of the highlights of my week, uh,
2: speaking of sneakers, is when I got the emergency phone call from your eight- 18-year-old son who was in Portland, Oregon this week with your husband because yes. they're wrapping up the whole college process. And they were trying to get into the Nike employee store <laughs> where we still have a family pass, but they could not get in because you were not with them. So I was at work. My, my cell phone rang, my personal cell phone, and it was an unknown caller from Alhambra, California. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know anyone in Alhambra. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to pick that up. And then for whatever reason I did, and it was Brooks. It's like, oh God, on Liz. Thank, thank goodness you picked up. <laughs> we're, we're at the front desk. They won't let us in. Could you just email them and tell them? So I think it all got sorted out, right?
3: Oh yeah, they, they managed to get in and they got out. Yep, oh, they got in, they got out, yes. Uh, I know
2: it was, that was funny. So it was,
3: it was a miracle you picked up that phone call. Cause of course they called me. I'm like, I just call Liz. I, I mean, I didn't get the messages till after. So thank you, Liz. All right. That would have been a tra- family tragedy
2: <laughs> to go all the way to Oregon and not yeah. be able to get into that store. We just don't believe in that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I know we're going to wrap it up, but I had one question I wanted to ask you guys, which is what would you do if you found yourself in possession of 42,000 pounds of cheese. <laughs> like, how would you, like, how would you unload that? <laughs> I, well, these cheese sticks or blocks
1: of
0: cheese? Do we have?
2: Uh, <laughs> well, we <laughs>
1: love cheese. That's one of our downfalls <laughs> is cheese. Yeah, so we I, eat it.
0: Fondue <laughs> party, Liz, perhaps? The yeah. reason I
2: ask is my favorite news story at the end of the week was, I saw this on the Daily Beast, and it's an Illinois man named Benjamin Konstantinovich Balalejka. He, was, okay. he he, stole 21 tons of Munster from a <laughs> Wisconsin cheese company, like oh actually went in with like fake paperwork to pick up a whole shipment. And so then he drives away with the 42,000 pounds of cheese, but I'm not sure that it, it was his original plan, but at the point where you have the 42,000 pounds of cheese, what do you do with it, he decided that to just set up shop. On the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> 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 so he was just like, you know how those New Jersey rest areas? A lot goes on yes. in those rest areas on the Jersey Turnpike. You're Vince Lombardi. They're all named after. The, you're Clara Barton. They're all named after someone famous. I'm not sure whether he was at the Vince or the Clara or someone else. But but anyway, the, uh, he got picked up um, by the police, and uh, so busted. But <laughs> this was $200,000 worth of cheese. Oh, my
0: uh, God. But he was just peddling the cheese out of the back of the truck? Yes. It's, that's, that's a high traffic area, so high volume. He picked a good spot. That's why I
2: think it wasn't the craziest thing in the world. The craziest thing, I remember one time when our brother Brendan was working on Wall Street, but we were sharing an apartment, and he came home one night, and he said, you can't believe what I saw on the street tonight. I'm like, what? And you see people in New York selling everything. He said, Guy... In a butcher's apron, selling pork chops. (laughs) And that seems unsanitary, don't you think? Street pork chops, uh, but a whole
1: truck full of cheese, you might actually go for that. You see, know. see, Liz, the, the, he should have been on Bruckner Boulevard. Yes. He never would have been busted. Yeah. Be, because nothing good ever happens on Bruckner. <laughs> Which
2: is the Bronx for people that don't know where Bruckner Boulevard is. So you're right. I think you could move some cheese in the Bronx, Sheila. You're, totally. You're, you're totally right. Totally. All right. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and one other note, uh, like in in our social media realm, uh, you know, you can be part of our group on Facebook. It's the Satellite Sisters group. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Sapsisters. I'm at SSLiz. But we got a um, a tweet from a, a long-time fan of the show earlier uh, this week saying, by the way, have we noticed that on Twitter, the picture of ourselves is front to back? And somehow it's flipped. And, you know, and that's been there for like two years. And I-,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the password to our Twitter. <laughs>
2: Okay, email well, me after the show i'll shoulders. send it sure. around yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send it around so it's the the the, the thumbnail that i used oh. on our twitter page is the front cover of the satellite sisters uncommon senses book right. which is but you know the kidding. five of us with our signs but apparently all of our signs are
0: backward oh, oh i think that's good it's sort of secret code liz good work <laughs> <laughs>
2: And so thank you very much. Her name is Miss Joanne, the fan who, the follower who tweeted us. Miss Joanne, thank you for letting us know about that. But I have no idea how to undo that. Yeah. That, I, like, I, if anyone has any tips on how to how you would change that and flip it around, we're all ears because I didn't. As you can hear, we don't even know our own password to that account. I say,
0: th- I think Lee and Son Brooks. You did him a favor this week. Call that Alhambra number and get yeah. that. Get, get, get Mr. IT. Uh, he owes you
3: a solid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Anything all else right. going on, you guys? Big nope. weeks coming up. Have a have a good, relaxing weekend, Sheila. Week two of spring break. You are, I know. You're
1: living the life. That's right, Liz. Enjoying every second of it. All right,
2: <laughs> that is good to hear.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: all right, and maybe next week when Monica's on, we'll hear the actual story of the two of you on Bruckner Boulevard.
1: Put oh yes, that's going to take a while. Yes, we had a good day that day, boy. Teamwork. All right. Well, thanks for being with us this week.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. Call your satellite Sisters.